0: Suvos Perik Yud Mishnah Base Ten Two, the topic of this Mishnah is how to divide up an estate amongst the heirs, the Yorshim, when there are two sets of Yorshim: some who come from one mother and some who come from another mother. So, for example, let's say you have a, a man who had two wives, we'll call them Rachel and Leah, and let's say that the first child born to him was a girl, and that way we rule out any issues about the Bichur to keep things simple. And let's say then he has one son. With Rachel, and he has three sons with Leah, for a total of four sons. So, let's say those women die, um, and then he inherits, you know, whatever they brought into the marriage. Um, and then let's say he dies. Now, when he dies, he's going to have four sons who are inheriting him. And let's say, for example, he had six hundred dinar zuz, same thing, um, to divide up amongst his estate. So, if there are four children, and there's no bechor, four boys, I should say, and no bechor. And the estate is six hundred, so the Torah would say all the boys inherit equally. Each person gets one fourth of six hundred, which works out to being one hundred and fifty. That's the Torah's approach, and that's fine. The problem is we also learned previously in the Masechta that there is a rabbinic enactment called the Ksuvas Benin that the male children are to inherit their mother's ksuba, what she brings into the marriage, which she's entitled to with her ksuba, which would be both the Financial components of the Ksub and ichor, the Ikr Ksub and the Tosefes, as well as any Nechsim Malug and Nechsitsom Barzil, whatever she's promised, um, to, she gets back what she brought in, if it's Nechsim Malug, or she's promised if it's Nechsitsom barsel, So, all that now, um, what's promised in Ksuba, has to go to her children to the exclusion of her stepchildren. So, Let's keep things simple for a second. Let's just say that the Kisuba of both Rachel and Leah were both 300. Equal numbers. And let's say that again, he left when he died, their husband died. Um, He left to his heirs, those four boys, a total of 600. So, the way that Benindichon works is that Rachel's single son should get her 300 and Leah's three children should divide up her 300. Meaning that Rachel's son gets a total of 300, whereas each of Leia's sons get just 100. 3 times 100 is 300, and then it adds up altogether for 600. So that means that Rachel's one son gets triple what Leia's son gets, even though their soups are the same, because there's a different number of heirs. Similarly, it could be that they're the same number of heirs, but let's say if Rachel's soup were larger, again, her child would get more than, other, than, than Leia's children. So, According to the rabbis then, um, we're dividing the 600 with benendirchen, that three of the boys get just 100, and the fourth boy gets 300. Whereas according to Torah, they all get equal amounts, all get 150. So what do we do? Which one should we follow? The doraisa or the durabon? So of course the rabbis knew the doraisa, and they chose to make a din on top of that. And therefore, one would think we do the durabon. The problem is the rabbi didn't want that the d'oraisa rule to be totally ignored. I mean, he didn't want it to be that when you divide up a estate, an estate, there's no portion of the estate that is um, that doesn't follow the d'oraisa rules of all of the male children getting equal portions. And therefore, the mission's basic point here is that if there's enough money in the estate to go around, such that all of the boys can get their Benindirchen allocation and still is left over, which we can divide equally amongst all the boys, I meaning the doraisa is sort of still maintained at least in part, then that's what we do, assuming it's as the Mishra say, at least there's one dinar worth of value to be divided amongst the boys equally. If there's less than that to go around, that would mean that no portion, of the estate, if we'd obey the Benindirchen rule, then there'd be no part of the estate which is divided up According to the Doraisa rules of all boys going equally, and therefore we'd ignore the Durabana, meaning the rabbis didn't want that to happen, and just carry out the Doraisa. So, an example I gave before, if there be, for argument's sake, just 600 to go around so amongst the four boys, then indeed each boy would get 150, and we ignore the B'din Dichran. If, for argument's sake, there was 1,000 to go around, okay, so the first 600 goes 300 to Rachel and her children, and 300. To Leia and her children, like Rachel and Leia are dead, right? So it's their children only. So that adds up to 600. So in the first portion, Leia's kids each get 100 and Rachel's single child gets 300. That's the first 600. Of the remaining 400 that's left, because we started with 1,000, we gave 600 out so far, the remaining 400 that is still to be divided up, that will be divided up equally amongst the children. According to the rice, I mean, there are four boys, 400, each boy gets 100. So that means that in total, Leia's boys will get 100 from the different and 100 from the Doraisa, for a total of 200 each, and Rachel's one child will get 300 from the Benin and another uh, 100, for a total of 400, for his, that one child of Rachel. So that's the point of our Mishnah, that's really the, the Din, okay? Now, the Mishnah says inside, Mishah Haya Nashim. If there were a man who was married to two women, V'mesu, the two women died. Rachel and Leah, his wives, died. So he's going to inherit their estates. And now the single husband, Makolm we'll Yaakov, he has everything. But he also has some sons. Like I said before, let's say Rachel gave him one son. Leah gave him three sons, let's say. And again, let's say that the first child they were born, the Bukhor, was a girl, so there's no Bukhor issue here. So then, meshu, after the two wives die, he dies. So his estate now has to be divided up. Let's say, for example, in his estate he has, for starters, just, you know, 600 um, dinar to divide up, to divide up, and each Rachel and Leah both are promised 300. So that means that Rachel's one son stands to get 300, um, if he gets the Benindichron clause carried out, whereas if he gets the regular deris of everyone getting equally, he's one of four children, one of four sons, and if he would get 150. So therefore, Rachel's son is pushing through the Benindichron approach. That's what he wants, so it's better for him. So that's what it says. Yes- the of Aksham So the heirs, meaning in this case Rachel's heir, her's one son is pushing. He wants the full three hundred that was promised his mother under Bdin clothes. The but the total amount to divide up only adds up to the exact amount of the two So in the case I gave, if the two ksubos were for three hundred to Rachel, three hundred for Leah, is total of six hundred. So if there's just six hundred to go around, or or less than that. So then. Then we divide amongst all of the heirs, meaning my example here, the four sons, equally, each one getting 150. And we ignore the B'den because, like I said before, we don't want the Dorais to be totally um, just, you know, forgotten, if you will. But Hayasham Mosar Dinar, if there was actually more than the 600, meaning at least one extra dinner worth, so the 601 Dinarim to go around. So then... We have enough money to both obey the rabbinic benediction rule, where Rachel's kid would get the one get the her three hundred in total, and Leah's three kids would get her three hundred, a hundred each. And there's still that'll use up 600 of the estate. There's still another dinar to go around. And that dinar can be divided equally, you know, amongst the four of them, each one getting a quarter dinar. That's what we should do. Elo notlin ksubas iman. Rachel's children get her one child in this case gets her of all three hundred, and Leia's three kids get their her 300, 100 each, and then the remaining one goes divided amongst the four of them equally. Now, that's the din. Now, what might happen if it's exactly 300 is, let's say, for example, you know, Rachel's one kid says, listen, i got to figure out how do we make these worth, not 600, but 601, so I can get my 300 total instead of just 150. I want to get a bigger payout, because I want my different clothes." So let's say what he would claim is, he would say, "Listen, that that piece of land that you're giving me, let's say, as my you know my quarter, don't don't give me a whole quarter because to me it's worth more than you know. Let's say that they're assumed that the appraisal was that there's you know 600 square meters of land each one's worth a dinar. So they're saying the total of 600 value to divide up here. So he says, listen, for my portion, I'm prepared to take less than 150 square meters because it's worth more to me. Just give me 159." Uh, excuse me, 149 square meters, and, uh, you know, there's an extra meter to go around. By doing that, he makes the state worth more, and therefore, even though he says it's taking less, because now he'll get his different clothes, he'll actually end up taking much more. So, if he tries that stunt, says the Mishnah, im amru if the heirs, the, the orphans, were really, in my example, is one child, the Rachel's child, says, anachnu malin al avinu yaster dinar. As far as we're concerned, we don't say it's worth 600, we say it's worth 601, and we're prepared to, say the land is worth more and therefore take a little less land for our for our portion so making that the be six hundred and one to go around. So then they're since they're not really they're not really trying to take less, they were trying to take more they're trying to take more. Iman they just want to get their their mother's ksuba because again, either they're fewer heirs, in the case of the Rachel, so therefore this one guy wants to get all 300 for himself. Or for argument's sake, let's just say Rakhos Ksuba was much bigger. Maybe the same number, but Rakhos Ksuba is a bigger number. So they not want to get the big payout of her Ksuba. You know, whatever it is. So then, Ain Shomunahen, the Bezdin will not listen to these boys, these heirs, who are trying to inflate the value past the total amount that's in the two Ksubas together. El Shaman, Esa and rather, the Bezdin does the appraising. Their independent appraisal is what stands, and then if they're independently determined that there's more than the total amount of the ksubas to go around, so be it, the boys will get the Bedin different clause carried out, and if not, the bezin says it's not worth that much, we listen to the Besdin, and then the boys just get equally divided up um, per person, and nothing more than that.